Welcome to Cathedral Square, hosted by Father Christopher Smith, Episcopal Vicar and Rector of Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove, California. For the next half hour, you'll have an opportunity to find out about some of the history, little-known facts, and the upcoming events at the beautiful campus on the corner of Chapman and Lewis, or, as we like to say, at the intersection of faith and reason. Welcome to Cathedral Square. I'm Father Christopher Smith, Rector of Christ Cathedral in the Diocese of Orange. It is wonderful to be with you today on Cathedral Square where we talk all things cathedral, events, activities, people who have given of their time and talent to develop this campus. And a feature that we also are having on our show is the honor that I get to share some of my thoughts with you. And part of the life of a cathedral is its liturgies. And so from time to time on Cathedral Square, we will share with you a portion of some of the liturgies that are celebrated here on the Christ Cathedral campus. Today, I'd like to share with you some of the thoughts that I shared in a homily I gave on the third Sunday of Easter. And the Easter season is wonderful because right after Easter, the church gives us all these different accounts of Jesus's appearances to the disciples after the resurrection. And the homily I want to share with you today actually is taken from one of my very favorite parts of Scripture in the Gospel of John. And that's the Scripture where Jesus invites the disciples to go to the other side of the boat because they were catching nothing where they were fishing before. And there was this huge catch of fish. And then Jesus eventually welcomed them to the shore by serving them breakfast. Let's take a listen now to see how that breakfast might change our lives. At the conclusion of the homily, we have a musical selection also from the liturgy in the Arboretum, which we hope you will enjoy. There's a lot of disappointment in the air. The disciples have gone out fishing, and they ended up, like most of my fishing trips, catching nothing. These were professional fishermen, so they expected to catch something. So it was really disappointing for them, all that hard work all night long. And in the midst of that mood of disappointment, there are a couple of marvelous things that happened. As you heard in the story, all of a sudden, they look to the shore, and there's this guy on the shore, and he says, put your nets out to the other side, and you'll find some fish. Well, at the time, they didn't recognize who it was, but they thought, well, what do we have to lose? So they threw their nets out to the other side, and as you see, they caught this huge number of fish. And after they caught the fish, they looked again, and they recognized that the guy on the shore was Jesus. And this was particularly wonderful because it was their risen Lord, a second appearance to Jesus after he had risen from the dead. Well, that in itself is wonderful. Jesus is risen. He provides this huge catch of fish. And then there's something else that happened that's really wonderful. That is, as they get closer to the shore, as you heard in the story, there they see Jesus with a barbecue and he's making breakfast for them. He's grilling fish. He's preparing pescado asado for those disciples on the shore. 
This is one of my favorite stories that many of you know in the whole scripture. Jesus is risen. Jesus provides this huge catch of fish. And then he surprises them with another action of love by preparing breakfast for the beach on them, for them. How wonderful they must have felt. Every day, we have an opportunity to show our love to other people. Every day, we have an opportunity to do actions of kindness and care for other people. And this story about Jesus preparing breakfast on the beach is an invitation for us not only to do the thing that we might ordinarily do, but to think about opportunities that we have to maybe do something extra, to surprise people in our lives with our love, just like Jesus surprised those disciples by serving them breakfast on the beach. To surprise somebody by getting a little gift for them, for example, and it's not even a birthday or an anniversary or anything. I have this kind of practice in my life that I've had for many years. If I'm out and I happen to see a little something and it reminds me of somebody and I can manage it, I buy it. Even if it's somebody that maybe I wouldn't normally give a gift to. I get it because I know that it will bring joy to that person to get a surprise little present. The whole idea of sending a greeting card to somebody without any occasion. You know what? Greeting cards still exist. They, you know, they're those things that are made out of paper. And you buy them at many, many stores. And you don't even have to think about what to say. They already tell you what to say on it. All you have to do is sign it. And my mom used to put XOXO, love and kisses, and there you have it. How about if somebody got surprised by getting an actual card in the mail from you and it's not Christmas or their birthday or any other occasion? That's surprising somebody with an act of love. Or the phone call or the text message to somebody that you haven't made contact with for a long time. Or how about a surprise invitation to lunch or dinner? You hadn't put it in your plans for the day. But you thought, you know what, I haven't gone out with this person for a while. I'm going to call. Maybe, maybe he'd like to have lunch. Maybe they'd like to have dinner with me tonight. And it's a total and complete surprise. How about on your morning walk, if you actually say hello to the people that you pass by? Instead of doing what I do. No, I don't. Well, sometimes I have to admit confession. You know, you see the person. Oh, I hope that, you know, no. No. Okay. How about an actual hello? Not a conversation, just a hello, maybe a smile even, and then you keep on going. You know, my neighbor sometimes surprises me by rolling my empty trash cans up to my gate. They're out on the street. I come home from a hard day and there are my trash cans rolled up on my driveway. Never asked him to do it. It's a lovely surprise. There's all kinds of things like that that we can do. Just a couple days ago, May 1st, I found on my front porch a little basket of flowers. Well, I know who that was from. It was from one of my sisters. Because my mom used to make us... Oh, no. My mom used to take us around to relative's house on May Day and we'd put these little baskets on the front porch 
and it would be just a lovely little present to get. Now, I have to say the next day, somebody left me a little jar of cherry tomatoes. I don't know who did that. Anyway, somebody that knows I like cherry tomatoes, I guess. You get the point. Every day is an opportunity to surprise somebody with actions of love. Every day is an opportunity for us to bring some life and maybe a, a smile and encouragement by surprising them with our love. Today, in the beautiful story of Jesus serving breakfast on the beach to the disciples, let's consider doing the same and not wait for that special occasion to roll around or the other part, not to say, which I do sometimes, well, you know, it's their turn to call me. Yeah, it's their church to invite me to have some lunch together. No, a disciple of Jesus never is taking turns when it comes to goodness. For a disciple of Jesus, giving our actions of love is no matter what. People of the resurrection don't wait for occasions. People of the resurrection take the day that's given and we see where do we have an opportunity to surprise somebody else with our love. So let's think about it as we remember Jesus serving breakfast on the beach to his disciples. How might we surprise somebody else with our love, maybe this very day? How might we serve breakfast on the beach?
music from the tower. Beethoven 9 is all about brotherhood and humanity and people coming together. It's just such a perfect piece. If there ever was a time in our history that we all needed to come together, this is it. Christ Cathedral is the epitome of that. We have Chinese, Vietnamese, Spanish, English, Samoan, Filipino. <laughs> We've got it all right here on our Christ Cathedral campus every single Sunday. It's just amazing. Catch music from the tower with host John Romeri Saturday nights at 10 on Relevant Radio. Have you heard Deacon Steve lately? Wow! I, I mean, it can't get any more important than that. Amen. My brothers and sisters, get excited! John 10.10 says, I've come to give you life and life abundantly. So far, so good. And how is this new year working out for you? The Holy Spirit is alive! Catch Empowered by the Spirit with Deacon Steve Greco. Sundays at 12 noon, right here on Relevant Radio. Welcome back to Cathedral Square. I'm Father Christopher Smith, your host. I'm the rector of Christ Cathedral in the Diocese of Orange. Our special show this week is sharing a portion of some liturgies that we've had here on the campus during these past weeks. And it's really a pleasure for me to be able to share with you a homily that I gave on the fifth Sunday of Easter. These readings after Easter are wonderful. They have to do with the Lord's appearances to the disciples, as we saw in the first segment. And also, the church gives us some very special words of the Lord that he wants us to carry with us all of our lives. There is a very significant command that the Lord gave us that is in three words, love one another. I'd like you to take a listen to the homily that unpacks for us that unique capacity that we have as human beings, and that is to love. At the end of the homily, as in the last segment, we'll share with you a piece of music, which we hope you will enjoy. You may have heard me tell a story about a priest who one Sunday gave this really, really good homily. I mean, this homily was great. And after Mass, the people came up to him and said, Father, that was such a great homily. That was such a powerful homily. It wasn't me. It was another priest. All right. And Father said, well, thank you. He was glad that, that the people um, were moved by his homily. And so they came to church the next Sunday, and they were really looking forward to hearing the homily this week. And he starts his homily, and he gets into it, and they think, you know what? That sounds exactly like the homily he gave last week. In fact, it is the homily he gave last week. And so after Mass, not so many people came up to him. Now, some did. Father, that was a very good homily. Very good homily. Very good homily. Fine. So they come the next week to Mass, again looking forward to a good homily. And they listen, and it's the same homily again. Three Sundays in a row. Now they start getting worried. I mean, you know what? Father said the same exact homily the last three weeks in a row. This Sunday, hardly anybody went up to him. People kind of walked by and walked by. And then one very courageous man came up to the priest and said, Father, you know what? That's a really good homily, but you've given the exact same homily three Sundays in a row. And the priest said, yes, I know I have. And from the way you've been acting, obviously you haven't heard it. That story reminds me of a story about John the Evangelist. 
the author of the gospel that we have been reading these weeks. And it is said that John, when he was a very old man and was preaching, he only gave a homily that had three words. And those three words were, love one another. Love one another. You might be thinking, you know, I wish there'd be more three-word homilies around here. Anyway, just kidding. John was using, of course, the command of Jesus in the gospel, who said, I give you a new commandment, and that is that you love one another, and by the ways that you love one another, the world will know that you are my disciples. We have heard the command of Jesus to love one another over and over again. We've heard many homilies about the importance of loving each other. And it might happen that we've heard that message so many times that maybe for some it has lost its power. It just keeps sounding like the same old thing over and over again. And maybe we thought, you know, Father, let's move on. Let's, let's talk about something else. I don't know. Maybe those words have lost their power because we've heard them so many times. Or it could also be that we have heard about the importance of loving so much that we are reminded of just how difficult it is to love. And so maybe it's a hard message to hear. I mean, after all, how can I love when I'm so tired every day? How do I really love my husband and my children? I'm just so tired. Or we might think, how can I love when I've been hurt so many times because of love? Or how can I love when nobody ever seems to notice what I do? I do loving things and nobody even notices, so what? why bother? Or we might think, why should I love because it doesn't really seem to make a difference? We try and try and nothing gets better. Or maybe... Sometimes we think, you know what, how can I continue to love when I hardly ever feel like I am loved in return? You know, probably most of us have had feelings just like I said from time to time. I know I have when it comes to love. And the fact is, love is difficult. I'm thinking today about God's created world. And in God's created world, there are lots of living things. There are plants and there are trees and there's animals, you know, all kinds of creatures that live and breathe, like birds and squirrels and bunny rabbits and puppy dogs and kitty cats. And we've had pets in our own houses, many of us. God's creation is wonderful and God's living things are wonderful and out of all of God's creatures, the only creatures that have the capacity to love are us. We are the only people in God's creation that can truly love. Now, we might think that's really wonderful, and at the same time, sometimes love is an ambiguous capacity. Because sometimes it does happen in the name of love, we do get hurt. There probably is no pain deeper than the pain of being in love with somebody and then that person betrays us or that person deceives us or that person lets us down. Love makes us vulnerable. It opens us up to stuff that is tough and maybe the toughest of all 
is when somebody that we have loved very much dies. And then we feel empty inside and wonder, my goodness, if I hadn't loved her or him so deeply, I wouldn't be in so much pain. That reminds me of a phrase I read a long time ago when it comes to that kind of thing, and it goes like this. Instead of crying because it's over, smile because it happened. Today, I'm thinking about the other side of love as well. As love can hurt, love gives the life to us that we have never experienced before. There is nothing like the power and the joy and the inspiration that can come from truly being loved by somebody else. There is nothing that can change a life or a world even like love can. Love can save lives. It does when people give their lives out of love. Love can change lives. There's nothing more exhilarating and powerful than being loved and loving. And I'll tell you this, if I had a choice between living a life without love or with the capacity to love, I'd go for the love. I'd go for that capacity and thank God for it. As we gather together today, we think about that command that Jesus gave us to love one another. And we really have to think, I think, what we believe about love. Because what we believe about love is what we will get. For example, if we've really given up on loving, if we've really said, you know what, it's not worth it, or I'm tired, or I'm done with that love stuff, that's probably what we're going to get in our lives. We're going to get maybe or negative or disillusioned, or discouraged. On the other hand, if we truly believe that with the power of God in Jesus who tells us the greatest command is to love, and if we really believe that love in our Lord Jesus Christ does have the power to transform and to change and to heal and to encourage and to inspire, if we really believe that, that is what we're going to get. We're going to get lives that are hopeful, and lives that are hopeful and joyful, and lives that feel like they have purpose and meaning. So the message to love one another is very important. Every day when we wake up, each one of us has lots of stuff in front of us. Some of us think about the kids that we have to get ready for school and feed, and maybe there's one that's sick that needs to be cared for. We think about what we have to do at work that day, or maybe we don't have work and we're worried about that. We look forward to a day when we're going to spend a great time with somebody that we love, or maybe it's a day where there's going to have to be a difficult conversation. We all have things ahead of us every single day when we wake up. So I'd like to invite us to put this into the mix of all the things to look forward to every day. And that is waking up and saying thank you to God for the day. And thank you because today is another opportunity to love. We as the disciples of Jesus are the recipients of the greatest love that the world has ever known, Jesus Christ. 
And he says, love one another. So let me say it. Love one another. Love one another. Love one another. You know what? You can't really say it too many times. After all. hope you've enjoyed Cathedral Square. You might want to consider coming to visit the Christ Cathedral campus so you can see everything that we are doing here firsthand and enjoy the welcoming presence that so many people give here at Christ Cathedral. You also might want to enjoy other programs or other Cathedral Square programs on our podcasts. Those podcasts can be found on orangecountycatholic.com. Click radio and then you will see all of the logos for our various programs. Please tune in and enjoy the many insights shared on Relevant Radio, which you can tune into every Saturday at 10.30 a.m. for a feature show right here from Christ Cathedral. You've been listening to the Cathedral Square Radio Show with Father Christopher Smith. To hear this program again or to download the podcast, go to OCCatholic.com and click Radio. Be sure to share and tell a friend as well. Have a blessed day.